Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly book review podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess in Louisville, Kentucky. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping that in there. (laughs) (laughs) No, please, please don't. I had a sip of kombucha like right before you pressed record and the bubbles just came up. Okay. (laughs) Start over. Who are you? You're going to leave all this in? Yeah, it's fun. (sighs) I'm the Jess choking (laughs) on kombucha in my trailer. So if you do hear popcorn again. It's um, rain. It's rain or ice or snow or the tree falling above my head. Uh, I'm in Washington. In the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. In the Pacific Northwest. I listened to our Brandy Carlisle one and I was like, why do I say a general like area and you say a state? It sounds very weird, but it's because I'm... I could say I'm in the South and people would think I'm from Alabama. (laughs) I don't have a location. I I just get an area. Um, Anywho... Each week, Jess and I get together virtually with a drink in one hand and a mic in the other, and then in the other hand, a book, and we talk about what we just read. Uh, Like we mentioned last week, we are covering a full month of memoirs, and this week we have moved on to Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford. Yeah. Ashley C. Ford wrote that book. It was published... Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. It's very hard to see. Um... It was published in June of 2021, so it's still a baby, hasn't been there like a year yet, and it's currently sitting at 4.14 stars on Goodreads. Before we like dive too much into the book, we do want to give the audience like a little content warning, trigger warning. There is sexual assault, verbal and physical abuse um, throughout the book, and it's a huge part of the book and what we're going to talk about. So if that's not something you're comfortable with, that's totally fine. Just go listen to another one of our episodes. We totally yep. get it. But not every um, book is for everybody. And yeah. that's okay. Exactly. Uh, what are you drinking, Jess? Uh, I'm still, you know, hanging out here. Kombucha. It's the Clear Mind Doctor Brew Doctor. And it's pretty good, but it's very, like, carbonated. Oh, yeah. I can tell. Choking <laughs> bit. Uh, rosemary, mint, sage, and green tea flavor. Pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Jess, I saw you were copying my style. What are yes. you drinking today? I'm drinking what you drank last week, which is the bubbly uh blood orange grapefruit that's caffeinated and the reason that I'm doing caffeinated is because tonight is when my 24-hour readathon starts with my friend so she's coming over are you so excited yes she's coming over after we're done recording this and we've got a pile of books and I think my strategy is going to be read as many books as possible instead of reading like the thick books that I've been wanting to read yeah because I don't want to fall asleep, you know? Right. So and just it's so- easier to feel motivated when you get them done. You're like, ooh, done with that, done with that, done with that. So how, what is your goal for tonight? Do you have a goal amount of books you want to read? Or what? It, what is the vibe? I think I'm going to shoot for three books. Mm-hmm. And if I get more, then I get more. But okay. I'm shooting for three. I think three and is a good number. And you're still doing Whole30 right now, right? So yeah. there's no, like, super entertaining snacks. No. 
we're gonna uh, go to Chipotle tomorrow at some point. That's pretty good. Yeah, kind of a little a good break. Kind of have yeah. a little break. Um, yeah, right on. So I picked this book for us okay. to read, yep. mainly because the cover was beautiful, <clears throat> and everybody was talking about it, lot, giving really great reviews. I was like, this will be. Um, you can put it when we when you do the YouTube. You yeah. can put the picture up there. Um, it was just it was just really pretty. And I was like, oh, it's a memoir. Great. What did you think about the cover? Did you like it? Before we get into the cover, I want to know because mm-hmm. I'm under the understanding that for like people to do memoirs, I don't know why this is not a real rule. No one wrote this down and made it law. It should be a famous person or like a big life event. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I didn't know who Ashley C. Ford was before this um she's she's been a buzzfeed writer before and kind of does different uh what do you call it just articles short writing Mm -hmm. articles online um and there's not a huge life event kind of situation like anything like that so i was uh, very like not confused but i was just like what what is what are we gonna get into Mm -hmm. didn't really know anything getting into it did you know ashley like were you familiar with her beforehand? No. Did you follow her on Twitter? Like, or was this just both of us kind of going into it cold, not knowing where we we're going? It was both of us going in cold. <clears throat> and I had the same theory as you did about what a memoir is supposed to be. And I actually Googled mm-hmm. what's a memoir versus an autobiography. Versus yeah. Same. And so like, what, is, what I understood what is it? it and tell me, like, you can go ahead and add on to this, was that a memoir is a book about that kind of teaches you a, a small theme of your life. Whereas the autobiography just kind of gives you every single, mostly big stages of your life. Right. Do you want to yeah, add to that? Yeah, that? No, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like autobiographies can be written obviously by someone other than who the subject is and take more of an approach of like, so-and-so was born on this day Mm -hmm. and more like growing up through adulthood to whenever that person's, you know, big life event happens or whatever. Um, Memoirs, my understanding were always written by the person who they are about and usually focus on like a shorter stint of that person's life or theme, like a theme. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. So that was my kind of understanding this book is something unlike I've ever read before. I have not read memoirs like this before. Um, so there you go. Just put that out there first. The and it was pretty short. I did like. It is. It's very short. I read it in one sitting. Nice. The cover I really like. It's definitely 2021, 22 on theme. Like has the color pop. Is just something that would definitely stand out in bookshelves. Um kind of like a snake design in the back and it's called somebody's daughter so when i looked at this and then i you know read the little the blip at the beginning it's like about this woman whose father was incarcerated most most of her life mm-hmm. i kind of assumed getting into it we were going to be learning more about the incarceration her relationship with her father and immediately that's not what it's about it's mostly mother-daughter theme throughout it, it is it's and I would say also family theme, like a huge mm-hmm. family theme throughout. And I assumed the same thing as you did because the first 
sort of chapter-ish, not really. The first thing that we read when we is a letter by Ashley's dad from prison yeah. saying like, you haven't written me, yada, yada, whatever. And then you get into the first chapter and she's it's where she finds out that her dad's getting out of prison. And then you go to chapter two and you're like, wait, what did he do? Yeah, wait, the entire time yeah. you're like, why is he in prison? Why is he in prison? And mm-hmm. you go, it takes us through this big, long journey of when she was very little and her mom. And, and I think I agree with you what you said. It's unlike any other memoir that I have read before, mm-hmm. which I, I, I really enjoyed. Um, so you like the cover. I like the cover. And mm-hmm. after you read, like, I think it was chapter seven <clears throat> where the grandma gives like the snake analogy. You understand why there's a snake yeah. mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. So Ashley C. Ford has a very particular writing style, a uh, very, floral i would put that out there it's it's very floral there's a lot of descriptions and there's a lot of anecdotes that sometimes pull back into the the theme of that chapter or the theme overall sometimes i found them strain away and they were just a method to get to the next story mm-hmm. that was my main issue with reading the whole thing Um, you know this, I'm not a big mommy daughter thing. Mm -hmm. And I totally, that's fine because this is like more of like how she dealt with that relationship and not so much, you know, overcoming. Like I don't, it was very interesting because you would think this would be more of a story pertaining to her and forgiving her father for being incarcerated and being left out. But really it's like, her and her mom's relationship and how she had to forgive her mom for just being who her mom is. Yeah. So going into like going into the mom situation, I was thinking I hadn't researched Ashley C. Ford or her mom or anything. I was thinking this mom must have probably passed away or something because like having like writing this and then having your mom read what you're writing and then at the end you kind of like get like oh okay she did read it and she was happy that her mom read it but throughout the entire like her childhood growing up she has this very I don't know like she she, struggling relationship with her mom where she knows like oh I shouldn't I shouldn't say this because then my mom is going to turn into the mother and the Mm -hmm. mother is going to hit me and it's unfortunate that I kind of know, like, it felt like something that I have personally been through too, um, which is why I related to it a little bit. And it wasn't my mom. My, I don't think my mom ever hit me, but I remember my dad hitting me. And Mm -hmm. I felt like the same fear (laughs) as she did. I remember specifically one story where my dad gave me two sets of, um, mail one was to shred and one was to keep one was the important bills and I mixed them up and I shredded the bills and he grabbed a belt and he hit me with the belt so Mm -hmm. I was like you know those those nerves that you get I don't know if you if your parents or if you want to share if your parents ever hit you but reading that was like oh yeah I I understand what she what she went through 
So I, yeah, when I was reading this, Chris was sitting next to me. He was doing, I, I don't know what he did. Looks at cookbooks. That's all of his books back there is just cookbooks. But he's sitting next to me and I'm reading this and I'm like, damn it, it's a mommy-daughter book. I hate mommy-daughter books. Like, just joking, because that's just my thing. And I love my mom deeply. We have a great relationship. Uh, it got a lot better when I moved halfway across the country. Yes. Oh, I'm so mean. I'm so mean. And there were so many things that I highlighted in here that I was like, ooh, I resonate a little too well with that, you know? Like, uh, okay, here's one. We only do dove into subjects that wouldn't end in arguments, which was mostly whatever would make us both laugh. Mm -hmm. So just kind of things like that I totally resonated with. Uh, when I was reading this, I turned over to Chris. I was like, I hate mommy-daughter books, but, like, you know, it is what it is. And as I kept reading and we got a little bit more of that relationship, I was like, you know, who growing up in the 80s and 90s didn't get a good whack from their parents? You know, I feel like everyone I knew got a good yeah. whack or two. So... I think a lot of folks that maybe grew up in the generation that we grew up in can resonate more with this kind of stuff and, and not find it super alarming, you mm -hmm. know, as far as like, what do they call it? Corporal punishment or whatever it is. Yeah. But as far as reading a book about a mommy daughter relationship, this was a, this one was a good one for me because it will, it didn't really settle at the end. Yeah. It was more so just like, this is how Ashley deals with it and how she maybe tiptoes around it or had to tiptoe around it. A lot of the book, surprisingly, is focused in the childhood. Yeah. And not so much like in her adulthood, which was surprising. Um, I... Didn't really know how I was going to feel about the book origin, like in, in the first couple chapters, because first chapter is like memories of hers from kindergarten, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm like, ain't no what, one And, and quote, she quote, actually quote, admits to it. What they did. But yeah, she does. And I'm She's like, like, okay. okay. Yeah. She admits to, uh, to being like, yeah, I was one of those kids that actually, like my memories are there and my psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever doesn't believe me. But right. Yeah. And I'm that I'm that person. Like whenever someone is is telling me a story about their kids saying something, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. It, yeah. Or when it's them saying, like, mm -hmm. oh, when I was in kindergarten, I there's one story where she's telling how she realized Santa wasn't real because she went to her grandma's room, mm -hmm. saw the Christmas presents, and that that is probably a, a very core memory. She wrote about it very detailed, but there there was just a few things where I'm like. Are, are you serious? Like, do people, is it just me? Like, do I not remember kindergarten at all? Like, I remember bits and pieces, but I'm not going to be able to yeah. quote what kindergarten just said. Um, and I, I was just a little confused in the beginning because so much of it was focusing on kindergarten through elementary school and had almost zero talk of her father in it. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, coming off as a book in the beginning, like all these little quotes and excerpts, it's like, starts off with a letter from her dad, but kindergarten through like, I think almost like middle school, she doesn't really visit her father. doesn't write, she never writes back to him. So it's really not a relationship between her and her father. It's the relationship with her brothers. Well, I think it's and um, her mom and her grandma. I think that's kind of like the point, the fact that mm -hmm. she doesn't 
say it because her father is absent. And there was a point in the story where she finds a picture of him, of like their family, you know, um, mm-hmm. in her grandma's closet. And she's like, well, who's that? And she's like, child, you don't know your own father or something like that. And yeah, and it's like, oh, well, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of people will probably resonate with that, too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a, a lot of the book like, OK, yes, my par- my dad hit me. OK, um, my parents are still together. They're not divorced. Um, I went away to college. You went away to college. So that that was like a part where. She also went away to college and... She was like, I have to get out of this yeah. town. Which, and it was so yeah, much freedom. Like a lot of people can feel that. Mm-hmm. When, you, when yep. you leave, it's so much freedom. Yeah. So one of the big themes that I felt like kind of were spaced out throughout the book was that physically and some uh, sometimes physically and mostly verbally abuse, verbal abuse that she received from her mom growing up. And I just thought it was so interesting because coming through the whole book and learning all these little stories that spun together, I felt like in the end, she more or less explicitly forgives her father for being absent. She, she makes it very clear that she doesn't, she's not forgiving him for what he did, did or did not do or, you know, did. I think, yeah, she did. said he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very explicit in saying like, I forgive my father for being absent in my life. I still want to be daddy's favorite girl. And she's just very much a, wanting to please her father, make mm-hmm. him proud, uh, hear that she's beautiful from him, all that kind of stuff. But she never really forgives her mother ever. She just mm-hmm. has this relationship where she knows what she can say and can't say around mom and kind of has these like surface level conversations with her from time to time over the phone. And I just thought it was, that was the wild, most wild part about the whole book. She finds out that her father is incarcerated for rape, something mm-hmm. that she felt like for a while um was the reason why she was raped was like a you know yeah the sins of your father somehow gets passed down to the child or whatever so she thought she kind of was raped herself because of what her father did but still forgives her father and then still but has this terrible relationship not terrible but like a very complicated and Mm -hmm. you know sticky relationship with her mom i thought that was just the most interesting part because her mom at least was the one who was there and was trying to provide for them and still trying to do good things. And it, it, this book may have made me want to open up the door to more mommy relationship books because I was like, I just feel bad. Like I felt bad for her mom and she did a good job of making me feel bad for her mom. There was like one point when, uh, she quoted her mom saying like, you know, there were good times. Like, why don't you ever write about the good times? And I'm like, Poor moms. Yeah. Moms always get in the rap. You know, it is what it is. It's it, not yeah. my relationship with my mom, but makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you did. You did say that she did get raped, and she got yeah. raped in the shed in the backyard of her mom. However, that wasn't the first time that she was assaulted. Because she mm-hmm. was assaulted as a young girl, as a younger girl, on New Year's Eve, when this family friend was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's kiss on New on New Year's. Like, I'm just gonna grab you and kiss you." And around the 80s and 90s, and I'm sure still today, I don't have a small child, so I can't really say how protective I 
I am or like or see things as a mom. But I remember, you know, that's when people, that's when the Amber Alert came out. People like little girls started getting kidnapped and sexually abused. And then this happens and her mom's like, if anything ever happens to you, I'm going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, I wish that I, well, I hope that whenever I have a child, my child would be able to tell me that that happened to them. But at the same time, like, it's hard to, as a kid, tell your mom, like, hey, he did this, especially when your mom, you and your mom, most likely your mom's going to take the side of the adult, as you've seen throughout most of your life. Like, oh, no, you're lying. Why would, why would you lie like that? You know, and yeah, you're thinking that or you're thinking like, I don't actually know what kind of action my mother would take. She says she would physically do harm or even kill someone if they did something to me. And I'm already missing a father. Like, should I tell my mom if something happens, if that if she could get in trouble for doing that? You know, yeah, Uh, man, very just a lot of a lot of emotions and everything, a lot of emotions and everything in the story. Um so that uh, emotions aside, mm-hmm. the writing style is very different. It's much more kind of like essay based, mm-hmm. like floral written essays that all came together. I want to know what you thought of the writing style, um, because at times for me, it got confusing or at times for me, the the floweriness of it all took away from just getting down to the like emotion of it. It kind of took away. And there was like one quote that I I pulled in that kind of illustrates like how flowery. I was like, oh goodness, okay. Uh, but it was this: the the wet asphalt shimmered underneath the street lights, street lights, like it was covered in broken glass. I called my mother to confess. So it's just like that first sentence that I'm like, okay, all right. Really setting the scene. But things like that, at least for me, just bring my brain somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not in in the place for that story anymore because it's so heavy what the story is. And I'm like getting a little lost in like the uplifting flowery descriptors of things that this is going to sound bad don't really matter for the story yeah then the next sentence we're like into the heavy emotional part of the story of what actually happened not setting the scene of how it happened you know what I mean yeah I didn't I I personally didn't find very like a huge issue with it I enjoyed it because like you said, it is heavy and you kind of have mm-hmm. to be able to step back and take a breather before you you jump into whatever was going to come after this. And you do want a little bit of setting setting the scene. You don't want to just be like, yeah. let's go right into it. Let's break your heart and make you cry and, you know, just feel terrible for this person for what happened to her and how her life has turned, how her life started to turn out. I mean, now, you know, she's mm-hmm. happy and married and living back in Indiana, which is a state above me. Isn't that funny that she was so excited to get out of Indiana, needed to go to New York, needed to get away and then ends up going back. 
Yeah. Um, not how I thought the story was going to end. Definitely no. not. Not for her. Um, especially when, you know, she had gone on, gone away to college in Ball State University, I think it was. And she would go back and she would say like, oh, I love my life away from my family. But then I, again, I also miss them. And I, that's how I mm-hmm. feel whenever I go back to California. Like I, I like to miss them and I like being, yeah. being there. But I don't think, personally, I wouldn't ever do what she did and go back. Yeah. I mean, you're you're kind of the same way. You left Minnesota. Yeah. I, um, I don't think I'll go back. No, I don't think I'll go back. Every once in a while, you know, when I was trying to buy a freaking house out here, I was like, mm, maybe we should go back or just go to Kentucky where Chris is from because you can... Get a freaking house out there. Uh, I don't think I'll go back. No. And so that was just very interesting for the turn of events for her to go back. But that's what it is sometimes. And that's cool. If she's happy, then that's all that matters. So us not knowing Ashley, I uh, immediately when I finished the book, I was like, okay, I want to kind of know who Ashley is. Like one, I want to know who her family is. Just out of curiosity, like, I want to know, like, did her dad read the book? Did her mom mm-hmm. read the book? Like, I, that would be so awkward for me. Um, so I watched an, an interview. I think she did on, I think it was NPR or something like that. But she's, like, talking to them. And they're like, this is not the book that we thought you were going to write. Like, you know, you've written for BuzzFeed. We kind of thought it was going to be some, like, gossip kind of celebrity piece or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, you're so fun and light and bubbly. We have no idea. And I just read this book. And I was like, oh, it's so it's heavy. <laughs> but seeing that interview, I was like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see the fun, bubbly parts of this person come through. And for me, like I said, like my only issue was the the story sometimes went somewhere that I was like, that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the overall story story or the overall section of this. Um, now, looking back through my notes, because I read it on um, Kindle version, but I had some of these like really goofy things highlighted that I was like, this is so weird. But yeah. now I get it. Like after seeing an interview, there was one um in chapter six she said i wanted to be one of those magic machines that spits out real dollar bills and one day i told my brother we should take the pennies from my mother's stash and eat them so she's eating pennies with her her brother and they're like the next day or like later that day they're like worried because they got like bubble gut and they're like we looked in into the toilet bowl worried one of us had left something in there that wasn't supposed to be flushed mm-hmm. like car keys or a head of a doll but there was just poop and i'm like reading this memoir about this girl who's like got an incarcerated father i'm like just poop pennies like why is there a poop penny story <laughs> in this the, book like and then the mom what is this yeah the, and the mom's, mom's just like, like laughing her head off she's like, like don't ruin my toilet funny, but don't ever ruin my toilet again yes. and i'm like I that was thinking like definitely 80s. I was thinking that this was going like to you know? end up like they were going to end up in the hospital or something. But I mean, you never know. They still might have pennies in there somewhere. Oh, I bet the pennies are out by now. She's going to be like, what, 30 something? I think she's today, like, actually, we're recording it today, which is January 7th. And I think today is her birthday. She's turning 35. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ashley. Are, are you free of all of your pennies. That's why you got it. It's important to count them while they're coming in so you can count them when they're going out. <laughs> I never knew a kid who ate things like that. Mm-hmm. Inanimate things. Marbles. I don't know. I feel like you see that a lot in media. Like, 
mm-hmm. little kids who eat something or shove it up their nose really far. Never knew one of those kids. Do you know one of those kids? Mm, Was your little no. brother one of those kids? No. Um, so at the end of the story, she goes to see her dad in prison. Mm-hmm. She goes with a friend and she's very nervous, but she goes because, you know, she wants to see him and also ask him something, which is, is it okay? Like if I, if I write about you and us and our relationship and I feel like yeah. maybe most people would say, no, like I am embarrassed of what I did. I am ashamed. I don't want the world knowing anymore and you, especially knowing that you're my daughter. Like I would I would assume mm-hmm. that they would just say, no, I don't feel comfortable you, you writing about me. And he said, you write your truth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so kind. I wasn't expecting him to say that. Were you? Uh, I don't know what I was expecting him. I, like, I just thought there was going to be a lot more conversation between Ashley and her father. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what I would fucking do if my dad was in prison for that long and for a crime that was committed against myself. What? Like, that is such a wild, mm-hmm. unfortunate you know, situation. And I don't think I've ever consumed a piece of media memoir. This is true story, but any type of, uh, any type of media that's like had this relationship and I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Multiple times, not just with like the, the physical crime that was committed here, but with just a whole bunch of different things. And I'm like, wow, that that's gotta be a really, crazy relationship. It's got to be a really hard thing for her, obviously. And I don't even know, because it wasn't brought up if she told her father what had happened to her, because she eventually does tell her mom what happened. Mm -hmm. And her mom's like, oh, I know what little fucker it was. Like, she knew immediately, which is like what moms... They always know. Of course the mom would know. Uh, But I wonder if she's had that conversation with her dad now that the book has been out. I'm, I'm... guessing he has probably read it by now but like I wonder if they have a conversation about that and what that looks like what that looks what like what that looks like yeah. what the dad feels about it mm-hmm. I don't know and that's the only thing I wanted more out of this book was the conversations that she wish she could have wants to have or just wants to stay away from I wanted to hear more about that connection between her and her father, what has happened to her. Um, There's going to be a second book. Is there? Yes. Oh. I too saw an interview with her. Okay. And Tell I us think about it. Tell it us about was, it. I think it was her and Trevor Noah. That's the guy that does the interviews mm-hmm. um, with the English accent. Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it was between her and Trevor Noah and she is working on a second book to talk about the after of the, the relationship. Yeah. Because it is, it is honestly a perfect way to end the memoir, you know, your childhood and growing up, your adolescence, your college, and then your dad getting out of jail. It's a perfect way to to stop right there and end it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just like make up something that you haven't been through yet. We don't know what year it was I'm... that he came out of jail, right? Uh, we, we don't know when No, he... but I mean, it happens at the end of 
the book. Like, yeah. he gets out of jail at the end of the book. I'm so curious now, has there ever been a sequel to a memoir before? I'm sure there mm. has. There's, what, so many books in the world. But I haven't seen a memoir with a, a second one. Yeah. Like a follow-up. Yeah. Follow-up memoir. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead and rate the book? Okay. I just listened to our Brandy Carlisle episode, and you're like, it's so hard to rate memoirs. How do you rate a memoir? Like, it is your life. But I'm trying to take my advice from last episode where I'm like, you know, you have to take the flair. And it, oh gosh, this is so weird. See? I how told do you, you. I'm like, okay, her flair is her telling the story of how she was raped and how her father's incarcerated for a rape. This feels like, it feels like you should not be rating this. And now when I'm looking through Goodreads and I see people who just don't have a star rating, but say they read it and they're like, I would recommend it. I'm like, this seems more smart. Seems smarter to just say, I more would smart. recommend this book. It seems more smart <laughs> to say, I would recommend this. And here's my couple sentence thoughts on the book because how do you rate this kind of book? How do you rate this kind of story? Okay. For me personally, I didn't like her writing style. That's just not my style of writing I like to read. And then coming in hot with number one topics PNW just hates is mommy-daughter relationships. It's a hard book for me because I just don't like reading about those. It's too close to home or something. I don't know. And... um also, I just, I'm not super into this type of writing style. That being said, I would recommend it. I thought it was, I think, well written. That's a good, that's a good way to to do memoirs. Would recommend, would not recommend. I don't mm -hmm. think we should do it, unfortunately, out of five stars. I know you made me do it last week, but I'm not going to make you do it. You're not going to make me do it? No, I'm not going to make you rate it out of five stars. Because it, Are you going to rate it out of five stars? No. Wow. Okay, we're not rating it. I I could, but I I don't I don't want. It to. does feel wrong to rate this. I'm telling you. I told you. I told you. Now you understand. Fine. All right. Well, we won't rate it. I would recommend. Yes. I agree with you. I absolutely loved it. But it's hard to. It's again. It's oh, wait, hard to I say. I forgot to ask you, Jess. Oh. How'd you consume it? I audio slash read. I audioed like half of it and then did read she the other read half. it herself? Yes, she did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. What was I? Where was I going? It's hard to say that Sorry. I loved this book because you're like, well, this book, like you said, it was about her father being in jail and all the bad shitty crap that happened to her. Um, but also it's like her overcoming all of these things and actually going. To college and becoming a writer and moving to New York and then, you know, meeting her dream guy and moving back. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, I feel like it was very gut-wrenching and powerful and very emotional. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry, which at times I thought I would, but I, you know, I, I didn't. So that's, that wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people should read this book if they can like if they mm -hmm. are mentally able to read and consume this book they should they should yeah definitely powerful. a good book club book mm -hmm. and you saying that there's going to be a sequel to a memoir 
blows my mind. Like my mind is blown. Um, yeah, I feel like I'd be more interested in the sequel than this, <laughs> this one. It's neither here nor there. So, yeah. all right, we both recommend. Right on. Uh, bad reviews. Is it bad review time? Okay. Yeah. It feels weird to do these, but whatever. Okay. Well, okay. It feels weird but to do But I still want to do them. Because <laughs> I, I say... love going through bad reviews. Okay, 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 okay. I'll tell you after we're done recording what I was going to suggest for next time. Um, You picked the bad reviews this time. And you gave me a really long one that I'm probably going to trip over because I hate reading out loud. So, viewers, I'm sorry. It's by S. Smithers. And they gave it one out of five stars. They said, my high school English teacher would have loved this book. Full of imagery and flowery words, but scant of details. For a memoir, it was really disappointing. There just wasn't enough story to the story. Are you serious? Okay. Um, I wanted more about something, anything, but it seemed like the author wanted to write a memoir, but wasn't really comfortable telling her story, so she told some surface elements. I expected more based on the high praise. Obviously, I'm the minority, but if you want to reach dip deep memoir this isn't it i'm not sure i really agree but you know to each their own Mm -hmm. to each their own i think some people who read this type of thing where you do have these little like random anecdotes that get scattered throughout to kind of set scenes it for me and like other people who are who are obviously like that or it's just like it takes away from the story of the story Mm mm-hmm when we're talking about like swinging on a swing set and some kid who has their appendix taken out, that is like, it doesn't matter to like her story. And if you didn't have that in there, the story would be the same, mm-hmm. but it's illustrating setting scenes and things like that. So I get it. I mean, I get it and I, I don't get it. It's, <laughs> I get it. Their and I own get it. flair. It's their yeah. own flair. And that's just why it's so difficult to write a memoir, which, you know, I just, I was not a memoir girl before, but. This month I am. Okay. So Natalie rated it two stars. See, again, when I was looking through Goodreads to try and find the one-star reviews, it's the same thing every single time. People, one-star and don't write a thing, or one-star and write, like, five essays. Mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. like, here, let me let me start on Tuesday, three months ago, when I first read this book. Like, they have such a long thing to say about why they didn't like the book. Okay. Natalie rated it two stars. The story was all over the place, and I found myself dreading picking it up. Hard to get through at one point. Almost did not finish it. Did not finish it. I read it in one go. I read it in one sitting. That fast, huh? I think you would. I think you would do good on twenty-four hour readathons. You know, I should have done it when I had a dog bite, and the worst, like, part Pain. of the whole dog bite thing was like two days after and I sat around doing paint by numbers and watching uh just the witcher I should have done done a readathon instead or something oh well um maybe next time yeah maybe next time all right next week we're moving on to a book that you chose which I'm actually really 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 excited about because I don't think it's it's very well known It is impossible to find. It wasn't available in my library. It wasn't available. Where else did I look? That's it. My library. 
<laughs> I found it on Amazon. Um, okay, so gorgeous, gorgeous girls get five library cards, put them all into the one Libby app or whatever mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. use. I have four library cards. You have four? Yeah. I have two. I have four. I have four. I have one from when I lived in Portland. I have one for Hood River. I have one for the Fort Vancouver. And I have one for White Salmon. Four libraries. Did not find them at my, you know, local in in the sticks library. So I was like, oh, I'll try the I'll try the Portland library. That one will have it for sure. No, does not have it. Uh, yeah, I think I tried to look on one other thing to see if I could find it. Was not there either. So I had to buy the book. I did. I bought the book too. And the book is called, um, what's it called? It's called Rumors of Spring, Spring. A Girlhood in Kashmir by Farah Bashir. Yes. And the reason why I picked this one, don't know this person. So it's just a author that we do not know. I think she's a journalist. I think she's a journalist. Yes. A journalist. Mm -hmm. We were looking at our, um, uh, you know, if you do a podcast, you can actually see where a lot of your listeners are from, depending on what method they use to listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the most of our listeners are from the U.S., um, some in the U.K., but like the the second tier of like our listenership is folks in India. We're like, who's listening to us in India? But we have like a, a little bit of our followers are actually listening in India. So we're like, we should pick an Indian author. And, you know, just a little bit of a good read search. I found this one. It is pretty new, but I'm excited to read it. Yep, me too. That's what we're doing next Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for picking this one out. I uh, had a good time. Like, I've never sat and read a memoir all in one go. That's good. So this was was fun. It was a fun first for me. Any hoosies. So make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find us on all of our social medias. We are at Out of Five Stars, and that is Out of with two T's. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.